0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 35th episode of the HSBG Podcast. I'm your host, Educator Collins, and I'm here with my constant co-host, Shady Bunny. Shady Bunny, how you doing? I'm very well, Collins. Thank you for asking. And how are you? I'm still tired, honestly. Like, today's been better than, like, the previous couple of days since the tournament, right, where I, I got to sleep twice. Right. So I slept and I woke up and I was like, ah. but then I went back to sleep after like two, three hours, you know, and I, and I feel like better somewhat. So hopefully by next week I'll be like fully recovered and, and whatnot, but I can still feel like the tiredness, weariness, right? Mm-hmm. Usually when you wake up, you're mm-hmm. like ready for the day. Like I wake up and I'm like, man, I could go back to sleep, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but my brain won't let me. So yeah, but it's better than the past couple of days. So I'm feeling okay. Uh, how's the back? The back, uh, my back is perfectly fine, honestly. And if you're seniorating, which I think some people have been telling me that I carried, I think my team was incredible and there was no carrying required. Everyone pulled their weight.
1: I I was going to say you carried the mercenary and standard section. Oh, 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 that's, oh,
0: okay. Well, that one, I I will give some credit to standard. (laughs) Standard pulled through at the very end. And also like just considered doing relatively well you know mercenaries you know that was kind of hit and miss you know it's kind of a little bit hard but generally i i see her come from but they all worked hard and they all deserve the victory sure. so i'm not all,
1: going all i see is the score chart right and i'm just like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure. like I, I think at day three or something i was like oh god they're crushing but they're in last or something yeah, i know i know
0: it? that that felt that felt a little bit bad to be fair yeah. I, at the the last day when we just won everything but we're still in last so i was like damn dude what are we what are we supposed to do what is it gonna <laughs> uh, take but, but yeah if you guys are just joining in get ready for a doozy because we have so much to talk about like depressingly large amount of of topics i think for me i spend a lot of today just like fixing up the topics but uh you know let's just get right into it because you know i gotta start somewhere we always start with the battlegrounds weekly overview just kind of uh, how you've been during this week uh, most of my week was in the tournament right if you weren't aware we did have a global invitational where uh there were representatives for each of for four different regions and just playing it out for uh good chunk of change so i've been we were doing that uh, at least i was doing that for most of this week but overall the patch came out and i've also been playing in the new patch and i think there's a lot of interesting discussions to be done there so just a eventful week for me uh just doing a lot of different things for shitty.
1: it's been uh, just good practice for me and obviously just watching you guys compete and go crazy and all that so, I mean,
0: like i yeah. want to compete you know i feel you <laughs> uh,
1: yeah it was a little bit of that feeling it, yeah. like, damn i feel so good in the middle right now like i, I really want to be in there but yeah. yeah i mean there's four four slots per region so I mean, it's very normal there's a lot of very deserving players that couldn't get in which you know there's a lot more than four players that's just how it's going to be you know
0: that's for sure it, it... It, it's hard, right, like them figuring out what, who they're going to pick and, and whatnot, right, and a lot of times I mean, I kind of knew like earlier on, right, uh, even even before mercenaries came out I think they kind of picked who was going to play mercenaries right? so it's kind of hard to be like, oh yeah, this is the leading mercenary player, let's pick them, right, like they didn't even have that opportunity to see who would really excel in there, so it, it's kind of hard for them to make the decisions, and they, they went, 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 went with it, and you know, results being it. I think everyone that was there deserved to be there. So it's kind of hard to say, oh, you know, maybe this person should have been there or not. So it is what it is, right, overall. But um next thing I think is on the plate. Yes, we will be talking about the global, but also there's a huge patch that dropped, patch 21.8. Comes out with a lot of changes that we will be discussing. Uh, I decided not to do... Oh, every single change, one by one by one, because holy moly, I've tried that before, and the podcast was like three hours long. Yeah, it's not, it's not re- realistic. You know, people need to sleep and whatnot. So we're gonna be covering a lot of the major things. We're gonna get through everything, so we're not skipping anything. If if something's important, we'll cover it. But it's just not going to be like that. Here's one change. They've changed one health. What do you think about this, shitty? Oh, I think the one health won't do nothing. Okay, they've changed one attack here. What do you think about this shit? About the attacking it might breed different breakpoints, but it's not probably not. We're not doing that. We're just like, okay, here's here's what's happening. What do you think about this overall section? Yeah, you know, this makes a lot of changes. It changes how you play Quillboars and Murlocs. Blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Well, well, you'll you'll see. Anyways, new patch. Lots of cool things to talk about, but. Before we get to that, we will be covering the global uh invitational section first. Uh just kind of uh, my thoughts and Shady's thoughts. I, I think I want to approach it uh two ways, right? Me since I've competed, I'll I'll talk about it uh my perspective and maybe my teammates' perspective and how to play it, some of the issues that came up and, and stuff. And I wanna ask Shady, as a viewer, right, since you did watch most of it, right, like how you felt about this as a viewer, how you felt about this as a viewer. So we're gonna to try to cover it two ways, kinda of get a big overarching view of of the tournament itself. And before we start, I definitely wanna say, if you haven't seen it, right, Go watch it, first of all. I think it was a great, like, entertainment value tournament. Like, lots of cool things, lots of cool uh, plays that came out. Like, I watched pretty much everything. Uh, I watched the battlegrounds, I watched the constructor portion, I watched the mercenary portion, and I thoroughly enjoyed all of it. Probably because I was invested in the results. But. Personally, I had a lot of fun watching everything, especially the battlegrounds portion. Even even the ones I didn't, uh, I wasn't playing in. Right, I really enjoyed watching how the other players, uh, reacted to their board states and whatnot. So, if you do enjoy like good Hearthstone content, I think this is one of the very best tournaments that I've seen in even the past few years in just terms of gameplay and like entertainment value and everything, uh, whatnot. So, spoilers, you know. Well, just you know, I, a America's won the the uh, the full tournament, right? So if you haven't seen it, I right, just spoilers. We did end up getting first place, right? China was in second, I believe. Europe was in third, and America Pacific or Pacific Asia Pacific, right now America <laughs> Asia Pacific was in uh, unfortunately fourth. But though the difference between like fourth and first wasn't like too large, right? Like the porn system was very. Uh, close right it wasn't like there was any blowouts right even fourth place could have been first right if they had a, a better day or, or whatnot so it wasn't like they you know a blowout or anything it's just like hey you know some p- players played better in the day some people had better luck on the day that kind of thing but um overall just i want to start with uh my thoughts on the tournament just like um overall competing right so was invited right we had um, a group of four and I, I mean, I, I have a lot to say about this, right? I feel like I'm just going to rant, but maybe that's fine. Right. Like <laughs> to go on a rant, you're okay with that shitty here. And just, uh, might be a, uh, might be a long, go
1: for, go for it, go for it.
0: Normally it's you doing the long speeches here. And I feel like, you know, this is the time where I feel like I should be, uh, I should talk a lot, but generally, um, I had, to, uh, how much, previous knowledge like I, I had like a, maybe like a month a month and a half more than a month and a half I would, I would say uh, from when I knew I was competing to playing so um, I remember specifically I I wanted to get some good practice in you know I started playing with Shady right one of my one of the strongest players I know and you know good practice buddy always calls me out for being too greedy and anything so you know what you know good Good person to help me refine, you know, a lesser player wouldn't call me out, you know. <laughs> but Shady's like, you know what, call it st- 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 don't do this <laughs> and I'm like I'm like, I want to anyways, so, you know, but at least in the back of my mind I know, oh yes, there's a reason why I shouldn't do this. The the risk reward might not be worth it, blah blah blah. Right. So um ended up changing my schedule as well. The schedule, uh the time for this was a little bit weird, right? Like um We started playing at, I believe our first match was at like 2am for me, which I just knew if I stayed awake and just stayed till 2, my brain would be dead, right? Because even when I play normally, after like five, six hours, like I, I just see this large decrease in like my skill, my speed, how everything, right? Like I just become a worse player after playing for a long time. So I changed my sleep schedule to try to alleviate that, right? and things like that. That didn't really work out for me overall, Like, but I'll talk about that later. But I did plan to be in, give myself the best chance to perform well, right? So did a lot of practice over the, the month and a half, just started grinding the game, right? I played off stream a lot, right? Like, I, you know, some people don't play off streams and stuff like that, but I was just like playing and then I, I'd go eat and I'd play more, right? Just, just not stop playing, just making sure I um, got as much practice felt like i had a good grasp of what i wanted to do maybe not necessarily the meta but how i wanted to play anyways but i always feel like if i play enough i'll have that mindset right so uh, i wasn't really too worried about that you know like i i honestly thought the uh the tournament was like last month so i was like kind of like almost dreading it initially because i was like oh man i don't have that much time to practice and i then like i got that news like oh no it's next month and i was like whoo I'm gonna be so ready <laughs> Oh, man so I really just took the uh the time to practice definitely um my I did take like a small break to play mercenaries when it came out you know but like I I felt like I had enough time um, and and also I think um playing mercenaries actually did help because I got um I was able to help the mercenary team overall because I played uh, a ton of mercenaries at the beginning i got a lot of good t- contacts to uh to help them like form their strategies even though in the end they just kind of copy china <laughs> <You> know, but <laughs> I, we had some thoughts in in the in the initial and uh i set up like you know like a discord group for the mercenary players to work work strategies on discuss things and, and so so it, it did end up helping and I, and even though like the mercenary results wasn't like the best i do i was able to see all the effort they put into it right so uh, it was pretty cool but generally i think the tournament was fun was cool um there were some difficulties um that i probably will talk about overall but generally i liked the tournament um and i think it was an interesting tournament there were some like there were a lot of like issues that came up right the tournament maybe from like a producer standpoint wasn't the cleanest right a lot of like issues came up and stuff like that but we were able to get through it push through it and it it did end up working well right we did win so um it it had a nice resolution but it in a different result right i could end up imagining coming out of the tournament like frustrated like very frustrated very like ah. A lot of these things that i set up or or we were told didn't happen a lot of the scheduling was switched blah 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 blah. and we were put in like a major disadvantage to really do our best but even with all those issues we still were able to pull through so it ended up working out but there were there were um a lot of issues that we'll probably talk about overall but i I think initially i want to talk i want to ask shady what you thought about the uh the scheduling so um The schedule was like two different um, groups would play every single day. Initially, the schedule was going to be much longer, but due to COVID, they had to um, change up the schedule. They had to change venues and then also change up the schedule. It also started um, a couple of days later than it was, right? So I think it was supposed to be like eight days, and then it would just be like one group plays per day right so it would just be like eu versus apac the first day and then the second day it'd be american versus china right but then due to the scattering chain, they squished it all together where we put pl- to every single um, group played every single day essentially so what was your thoughts about that did you like the non-stop action and stuff like that it, al- it almost felt to me that it was just like constant. Like it was like 24 hour, 24, seven. That's how I felt uh, playing it. Just like, Oh my God. Like I wake up, Oh, it's tournament time. Like, you know, you. you know, it's there was no, I don't think I, I had, I don't think I thought about anything besides battlegrounds. Uh, well, not, not besides Hearthstone. Cause I thought about constructing mercenaries, but besides Hearthstone, since the tournament came out, uh, so, what do you? What was your thoughts about that? The scheduling there.
1: Well, uh, yeah, this was due to necessity, right? I think the original schedule would have been nicer, where it would be this long session where it's like, okay, we get uh we get some hype every day. Now it felt like it was really, really crammed, and it was like, oh, it's over, right? Where it would have been not really like a two week event, right? But close ish where. You were gonna go into ten plus days or so, and that would uh, that would have been cool. Now, of course, it is how it is, and uh, this is a much better alternative than canceling. Right, right. It just made right. it happen, right. which is nice. The um... overall, like the main thing that was a bit maybe lacking was, but that's that's not really uh, that's that's more from Blizzard's side. Here was I felt like there was very very little promotion than around the tournament where it was That's like such true. a huge, such a huge tournament. And um, a lot of people are like, oh, you're playing in a tournament or call, call, what, call what tournament is Carlos playing? In? And and that shouldn't really be a question, right? I feel like uh, something of this proportion should be like, oh, the invitationals coming up, right? Mm-hmm. The Invitational is coming up. The invitationals is <laughs> coming up, of course. And I was like, oh, Collins is playing in the Invitational. And, and that was just like that was not there. Uh, I was like, oh, there's a tournament. Yeah okay just, yeah okay I guess I'll watch them and, and that would have obviously like helped the viewership and the hype and all that uh, so that so that might be the the biggest complaint where it would have been nice if that this was really just a long time in advance and announced and details and you know these are the players they're gonna play this format it's gonna happen on these days now of course that would have been disrupted due to the last minute change but but still there would have been uh it would have been public knowledge right or rather more people would know about it
0: yeah speaking about the schedule this this was a a tournament that was organized by uh the chinese player base right i think it was produced by NetEase. so they were they had a lot of promotion over on their server right they had um they had a lot of like posts and stuff like that videos they had like pet videos and show videos they had hive videos they had uh, t- uh trash talk videos like if you waited <laughs> during some of the breaks they'd play some of their promotional stuff so you got to see what they got uh what they were seeing before the tournament started but from uh you know a western point of view right there wasn't really a lot of promotion i think Solis in particular did the most promotion out of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out of all of the players and, and even blizzard himself Solis was the one trying to hype Everything. And I thought that was very, very weird. And she was very frustrated as well. I'm um, just listening to her about how little promotion that um, was being done, at least in the Western side. So uh, that is very true. And, and I do think Lizard kind of dropped the ball on that, right? Like, uh, there was a lot to be done that could have been done better to, to make sure that people were aware that it was going on. Because even like my audience was still like, oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> kind of weird right like yeah yeah like after you win yeah everyone knows that you won but before the tournament was going on it's like uh, i wasn't even sure i didn't even know clones was playing on this so i do think that that was a little bit weird um there but in terms of scheduling i i feel like as a viewer you guys would like the schedule like Oh yeah, nonstop action! Oh, two sets of battlegrounds per day! Oh my god, every day for the you know a week or so or a couple of days or so. That sounds like really fun, right? Because you don't like, let's say you like constructed or or something. You don't like a different format, right? You get to watch whatever you're looking for, right? You get double the dose. You get to see every you like if or or if you like the specific player instead of a specific format. You get to see the player every single day, right? So like, oh, RDU's playing every day essentially oh gia's playing every day that you get to see whatever player you want to root for so i felt like as a viewer it was like you're not really having to like stay awake or do anything like that so i felt like it's it's more tolerable but as a player it was like uh it was like i i very like i had uh some of our teammates were staying up like 40 hours you know, or something like that, just to to play. And can you imagine, like, you're you're playing a high level, you know, BG or constructed or mercenaries, right? Forty hours, and it's just it's just so weird. Cause um, initially they had the schedule as you can see, but they ended up moving everything five hours up, right? And that absolutely screwed like me in particular. If I didn't do anything, so I I, I changed my sleep schedule just to accommodate this tournament, right? So I started waking up at like. At 2 a.m because you can see the china versus a.m in this particular one right i am supposed to be there by 2 30 right a.m right like so i changed my schedule to be able to accommodate oh just waking up at 2 30 right and normally i wake up like 11 you know like (laughs) but they ended up moving things up so instead of being up at uh 2 i had to be up at like 10 p.m right where 10 p.m is like regular time right sleeping time right but because my schedule was so changed i that that was so hard for me to wake up at that time right i was i was very groggy my brain wouldn't really um accommodate that new switch so i had a lot of difficulty in terms of just like being focused and and stuff even though like i had there was one day where i got really good sleep and that day was really smooth for me but the other days i had difficulty just kind of you know focusing and making sure my plays were super correct so um the schedule was rough especially like if the schedule didn't change, like they didn't move everything five hours up. Um, I w I don't think I would have any difficulty. Right. Cause I, I've been planning for it for months for a month or so. Right. I don't think, it, but because of the, like the last minute, hey, everything's five hours up. Um, that really uh, messed with a lot of our players. Not, not like I'm, I'm talking from my perspective, but I, I heard a lot of the other players that in, in the NA, the AM team really um, were also struggling. So, You know, it is what it is, right? Like, we pushed through it, but I definitely wish it could have been better, right? The main difficulty was I think they didn't expect how long Mercenaries was going to take, right? Because you can see um, they have, like, Mercenaries taking, like, an hour and a half or something. But really, Mercenaries took, like, three plus hours on average or even more. So... All of their scheduling just got ruined because, oh man, mercenaries took forever, right? Because it's a new game mode, right? They haven't played in this format. They also invited constructed players to play mercenaries. And you know, constructed players, they rope everything, you know? (laughs) <laughs> they rope everything dude it was crazy dude i was looking at their turns i'm like okay you just do this and this and this and then they just rope it and i'm just like okay okay next turn you have one minion okay you just do this and then they rope it and i'm just like what what's going on you, you know like,
1: these, I was, like screaming play your card
0: motherfucker come on
1: but for I, I
0: mean it's it's three moves you know it's constructed legitimately. Some, sometimes there there's like a lot to do in a constructed turn, so I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. But it's three three card three minions three actions three buttons you have to press, I'm like, okay, you know. But I I do understand it right because you are given the the rope time right. So why not yeah. use it? And, and, and... In,
1: in a competitive setting, you yeah. rope.
0: That's yeah, how it is. I know. I know. I just. I, I would I, I feel like I wouldn't be a roper, but you know, who knows, right? Like I rove on battlegrounds. Like, <laughs> when I'm not supposed to, so that's that's fair. Uh uh but yeah, I, I, I do think um scheduling aside, right, like if they had the scheduling um uh, done perfectly, it would have been really nice. But since they didn't, we I had issues with the scheduling. But that's that's just like one one thing right it's it's something that happened we dealt with it and it was all right um so i wanted to ask you what do you thought about the format itself right like so the format was you you got three teams constructed mercenaries battlegrounds right each of them were two points uh constructed is 1v1 mercenaries 1v1 battlegrounds is um 4v4. I we don't really have to talk about constructor mercenary format, but what do you what do you think about the battlegrounds format? Where it's four v four, but we're not necessarily on teams in ter- <laughs> in the in the game. We're teams in the points, yeah. but not teams in the game. What do, what's your thoughts on that?
1: I thought it was really, really odd that you wouldn't know who you were and that you guys were then obviously not on comms. So right. Because for anyone who hasn't watched the tournament that's not going to, or it's just like just give me the light version um they were all just playing and they didn't know if their opponent from the round was on their team or on the opposing team and that's somewhat relevant when you're deciding to <laughs> go full tempo or when you're deciding to level you know, like playing with a teammate leveling could be cool so in in that regard i um uh, i would enjoy the uh other version a lot more where you have the <laughs> the, the rivals fix there where it's 2v2v2v2 and then because I do think if you are playing a 4v4 you can have these really really weird lobbies where it's just level 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 because it's just like fighting a teammate fighting a teammate fighting a teammate and that would be odd so I would assume that that was the reason or part of the reason at least why they don't want you to know if you're fighting a teammate or not because yeah with three other teammates in the lobby some really weird games can happen Um, so, so maybe for the future, it would be nicer if you'd have all the regions in the same lobby and you would just use a point system to determine, okay, this region is doing this well, this region is doing that well. Um, but for the viewers, I guess it's interesting when there's like, or more like entertaining when there's a team kill or just something weird, or you guys are in the finals, but you're still playing because you don't know if you're on the same team. So um yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense to me but i'm sure that they thought about it and they were like well this is the best solution to what we have where we can't do all the regions at the same time it wouldn't work scheduling wise or this or this or that uh that, that's essentially what it uh maybe it's better for production as well where if you're doing all the regions at the same time you're going to need to have uh two different lobbies right because every every you'd have two players per lobby instead of four players per lobby and that would be harder to track right now i will say that the coverage was excellent many times there was like split boards on the screen even like especially the final four is just almost perfectly covered where yeah. uh, even ghost fights they're showing that like this guy is fighting the ghost right now they're they're fighting amongst themselves um so so that was excellent the production was excellent uh, coverage was excellent uh, but the format is weird so maybe uh at the cost of the format, the, the production was was excellent.
0: Yeah, okay. So um, initially, right, it, it's going to be one region versus one region, right? And I I looked at it, right, Battlegrounds, the Battlegrounds format suffered because it was one region versus one region. And you can't, like, put, oh, here's two random uh, APAC players in the Battlegrounds lobby to, to, to balance things. You can't do that. Uh, so you need to have all the all the battlegrounds people in the same lobby right but if, if you if you knew your teammates the game the games make no sense right it's like oh let's just level four times like oh that makes sense you know here it's not going to be a realistic uh battlegrounds game you know yeah, it's like having very different from yeah, for yeah sure. having three ghosts in your lobby right <laughs> it's like no <laughs> doesn't really seem very fair um so initially when I saw the format, I was very against it. I was like, this makes no sense. Why are we even in teams? It doesn't feel like a team game at all. You know, like this, uh, this is, this doesn't, you know, I don't understand this team format here when we're not a team format. I'm just solo killing everyone. Like that's that's my, that should be my game plan. I gotta be further than that. But after playing it, my tune kind of changed. I, I, I think after playing it, I kind of liked uh, the format itself. So it, I I kind of turned around on it because um, if we did team formats, it's kind of um, even team formats is kind of weird because, or I mean, two v two v two formats is kind of weird because you do have you do have knowledge of all of the other players essentially because you're both you and your team are seeing what the opponents are the opponents' boards are, so you have so much more information to play with. Like you'll know players you haven't fought for because your teammate has fought that right with this team format we didn't know that like i know i had little idea except for the the basic structure of how strong my opponents were and, and things like that right so it felt more like um an actual battlegrounds you know ranked game but just with very strong opponents essentially uh compared to you have team formats and then you just like double level here oh i know what i know exactly my opponent's board here even though i haven't fought him in five turns i know he oh here's your opponent's board you kind of just focus on your own game try to play it strong and i also really like that even though we went to like top two or something and it was like both um, the both players from the same team we still tried to win right a lot of times when i'm playing like um duo formats or something and we're both top two I'm like well I don't care like my brain shuts off because I, <laughs> I don't need to think anymore I just you know I just like oh let me just roll it down donkey roll who cares sell everything play a boat like who I, like I don't care right but here I still tried to win right I still tried to edge it out it felt really nice to like go from a second to first and then even though like We'll we'll end the the lobby and like oh yeah that was that was dog or something and I'm, I'm like I still won <laughs> you know like it still felt still felt it still felt like an achievement uh, compared because you know we were both trying compared to oh yeah you know we were top two let's just give up let's just play something else so I did end up liking it another thing that I I liked about the format was let's say I had a rough game right normally you have a bad game in these tournaments and you feel horrendous like you're like well I threw. I let my team down. Everything's over. But I had these bad games, and then my teammates would just, like, carry, carry the scores, right? Like, I would be eighth, and they'd be, like, first, third, fourth or something, and then we'd still be ahead, right? How much? It's such a relief to have that happen uh, any time. And, and I think every single one of the, our Battlegrounds teams, uh, I mean, our Battlegrounds games, there was something like that, right? Where one of us would be, like, seventh or eighth, And then the other three would be like top four, top five, and just carry the point structure. And it it just makes um, the games a lot more like freeing, a lot less stress because you're like, okay, even if I do badly, my teammates can cover, right? But you're not like, um, you're not necessarily teaming up for the games, but you're teaming up in terms of like, I can rely on my teammates to carry the points, even if I have a bad game. So... It ended up with a lot more serious games overall, and then because of the point structure, even if you had bad games, it wasn't the end of the world. You were you, you wouldn't like tilt up because you were playing bad or something. I remember the first two days, I felt I wasn't playing really well, but we were we still won all of our lobbies, right? Like I didn't really have to do too much. Like I had like one good game out of the three, both both first two days, but it was still fine, right? Because Dog and and Bill all really. Uh, doing a lot of work right to carry me that those first two ga- uh first two days so uh, ended up really liking the format i felt it was it was actually okay pretty good um even though i didn't like it before i participated just reading the format i was like this this is not gonna feel fun but after playing it with it i was like okay i would do this again i like the format <laughs> actually you know so kind of uh i kind of turned around on it after playing it. i think it was actually pretty good
1: Um, And then, um, so would you prefer this over the rivals two v two format?
0: Um, I actually think I might prefer this format, yeah, over the the rivals two v two because, um, the 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 issue with the rivals two v two is that it's not really a duo, right? Because we're playing together, but uh you remember when we were doing we were both in the same lobbies right mm-hmm. what ended yeah. up happening is why like, we just kind of focused on our own games and then like as soon as one of us died then we just focused up together right it's not mm-hmm. it's not necessarily uh like we're oh, together I from mean, the part beginning
1: part of that i feel was also just because the timing is so rough where it's like it's already late and then you've played five games with full yeah focus i know and I you know. go there i so know it's just like i feel like if it was if we were fresh be able to do other
0: games a lot better yeah, but, yeah. I, I agree i do agree if, if we were fresh but if we weren't fresh right like i feel like oh just play solo like you know you could probably manage that even if you're you're not like as long as you like full focus so uh i ended up liking. i mean i don't know it, it felt good like hmm? compared Fair to yeah. some of the other tournaments i thought it wouldn't feel good but it, it did feel reliable i think that's just due to having like the strong teammates right like we didn't, we did. I don't think we ever had like a, a performance where it was like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, right? Like any time there was like a seventh or eighth, the other the other players would carry. So it just felt really good, just as a, as a format to have reliable teammates that can carry you throughout. So yeah, I'm not too
1: upset about it. I can hear the cat. Um, yeah, she uh, she she interjected herself in the podcast with some opinions to share.
0: Sounds good. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is just the post-tournament meta. So I kind of, um, well, after the tournament, right? I read a lot, uh, you know, on some of the Chinese formats and st- uh, forums and stuff, and seeing what they had to think about the tournament overall. And one thing that really struck out to me was they were very surprised about um, the staying on one like warrior curve that uh, we would implement. A lot of the regions would implement that. Uh, the China region wasn't really doing a lot. And I, and I thought that was pretty interesting that they were surprised to see us really embracing that strategy, getting four drops, getting double force, and then using that to ramp, right? They were like, hmm, maybe we're not really um, caught up, I guess, in the meta, in, the, in today's meta, per se, because even some of the commentators were confused that we were doing that. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting, even though like China is still such a large region. They can, they can still get surprised by some of the strategies that, uh, we would implement in, in our games and, and, and whatnot. So, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Also pretty interesting, right? Like, uh, some of the the strategies in that game i saw in some of my ranked games particularly the dog game with their level one daryl the number of level one daryls i've seen since that game came out is like <laughs> i just start laughing every time i see it because i i know dog he's just like memeing <laughs> just like oh yeah this makes sense to me but now everyone's like oh this is the strat like and it's I mean, it's a good strat if uh, if the right minions are in. But I saw I saw this Daryl playing. There was like no demons. There was like no no mechs. Just staying on one. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, just dancing on dragons. Like, okay. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty cool to see how um, the tournament can impact the meta. The meta has changed dramatically due to the patch, right? So it's kind of you know, it doesn't really matter too much as well because the patch changes the matter even more than any tournament would, but uh, it was cool to see, like, right after the tournament, to see some of the people start implementing some of the stuff that uh, we did do. But uh, overall, um... overall good. Overall good, yeah. There were some, like, difficulties, right? Like, some people, uh, one of our players overslept, right? And, uh, we weren't sure we would even get to play those matches out like we we could have gotten like immediate points taken out right and stuff like we were suggesting like I'd fill in or something right but uh it was up to like the opponents to decide whether we get take pre points right uh, i i do want to give credit to uh our the like all the teams they they all played with integrity and any time there was issues due to like people oversleeping or scheduling changes or something random. Like due to the schedule change i believe dog dog had a flight right and he was um uh, he wasn't able to make it essentially to the first uh the first battlegrounds game but they let one of our players swap in right and that you know we could have like taken a free eighth right that, that was the alternative but they were like oh no that's fine just let a player swap in and stuff like that and another issue um me and Solisa had dc issues and we ended up playing the whole game out right but I, I, we talked to them immediately we had VOD uh, of the issues right so it was very clear cut things were screwed on our part right and it, it it was it almost happened where that game would would be counted as a real game even though like we had we talked to them immediately uh, and we had the the video evidence that it like that game almost counted but our opponents was gracious enough to say oh, okay that that's not fair let's uh let's redo the match right so you know that almost tilted me off the face of the earth right I don't think my third game would have been any better if, if that w- end up going through right? I was like very annoyed I guess would be the right word about that uh situation right so you know for t- like our opponents right uh they definitely um the EU and the Chinese opponents, right? They definitely played with integrity, made sure that things were as fair as it could be, right? Even though they had difficulties as well, right? So um, I just want to shout out shout out all of them, right? Just uh, making sure, you know, players are players and they they understand things can happen. So I definitely want to give them uh, credit. So there were a lot of like those small issues, maybe not small, but those issues that popped up. But uh, overall, the tournament was fun. I would play it again, you know, like scheduling screw up and all i would play i would do it again you know (laughs) i do it again (laughs) but uh hopefully next time it's cleaner there's more promotion and you have um everything lined up so you can prepare for it ahead of time so i didn't it was a great great tournament lots of fun a lot of cool moments if you didn't see it so i do recommend it overall uh to go watch it but yeah anything else any finals any
1: Mm, no just proud of you man that's
0: the only thing happy oh that's so sweet of you i'm also
1: proud of
0: me and my teammates as well i i definitely saw that um all my teammates put in uh, so much effort right like there's it's so deserved you know for for them like you know i i fought bill so many times i saw salissa playing out dog is dog you know he didn't even need to practice <laughs> but he you know he still he grinds a day a day and you know plays at least a couple of days before he switches to tft and now you know i'll take that <laughs> yeah so, and, and all the standard and mercenary players i really saw um your bloods are in tears there but yeah so it's good good to see now to the meat of the section what you've been waiting for we've got patch 21.8 and the major major new addition is armor armor in the game but before we get to that before we get to that where is my sneeds nerf huh i thought there'd be a sneeds i was so confident that sneeds was getting nerfed this patch i was like okay there's no way they're gonna let this go but no sneeds didn't get touched i'm like i cannot believe it like it's, it makes no sense to me Whereas needs, he should it should either cost two. You shouldn't be able to double stack. Where is my sneeze nerf? And then people are not gonna. People are gonna stop complaining about sneeze. You know, I know what's gonna happen. People are gonna. People are gonna start complaining about Diablo. Oh, Diablo's a problem. You need to nerf Diablo. Da da da. And then Diablo's gonna get removed because Diablo's always getting removed. It's like that wasn't a permanent hero ever. And then like sneeze is just gonna dip under the you know under everyone's radar and just gonna keep his buffs. And I'm just gonna be like, how can this happen? You know, this this was our moment. Sneeze was so problematic. But oh look, we saw the results. Oh sneeze doesn't isn't like top tier oh yeah people don't die to sneeze so sneeze is a problem no dear like fundamentally sneeze is a problem you know hero powering a six drop and killing your opponent for free is not balanced the game like the losses from sneeze do not feel fair they don't feel good you feel like you cheated every time you know and yeah they nerfed Meccano tank, which was really being abused by sneeze yeah sure but it's it doesn't solve the issue minions need to be dealing one mechanic uh, and c should not be double stacking you know six drops and just getting getting free like light spawn procs, getting free gems getting free like eliza buffs out of nowhere i hate it dude you hero power you hit a gas curler the gas curler hits an omega buster you have a baron at the back oh it double triggers and then you have a you you just start summoning like 10 10 mechs out of nowhere and you had no board but oh yes you were playing sneed so here
1: take 52 like ah it's uh the um the awkward thing with sneed is indeed that sure the hero is bullshit but it's it's really the way how damage is calculated right and the, the hero just brings that so much to the surface so was like this is an issue um some, something that in my games happens a lot where a macro is perfect to stack because it usually survives till the end and then they like supposed to tie this happens to me quite often in numerous different games where it is like three, five drops in the, in the macro and instead of a tie, they take 20 <laughs> and it's just, yeah, that's so disgusting. Like that should never, ever, ever be the case.
0: Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. I hate this hero. Yeah. Just, uh, frustrating to deal with, but yeah. Uh, Not the most important thing. The most important thing is the armor system. So this is a really interesting um, addition that they've added to the game now. So there will be some heroes now when you uh, see them from the hero selection screen. You'll get to see they have additional armor uh, between 0 and 10 at the most. uh, Where they're pretty much giving you their own rating. This is the blizzard rating system. Oh, these heroes are bad, you know, 10 armor for you. These heroes are good, no armor for you. You get to see what blizzard rates some heroes are. As, and I think it's pretty interesting because some of the minions that have zero armor, I wouldn't necessarily, I'm like shocked. Like I'm like, oh wow, this is a zero armor hero. And like some of the other ones like, oh, this is a 10 armor hero. This is a, you know a four armor hero or is a two armor hero like it's kind of interesting to see what blizzard rates some heroes and how they're different than my personal ratings but um
1: it's just numbers right it's just win rates for them you it's, think so i yeah. i feel like I, I think it's been replied to actually let me see if i can so i think xr replied that right now it's just a, a win rate kind of thing
0: is it oh, okay i i felt like they would have some you know, personal thought into but maybe I'm asking for too much, huh?
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a reply to uh so it's, it's a reply to Sun's tweet and XR says it was doled out by win rates, but win rates at all MMRs aren't the same. So it's possible that there are some advantages depending on your skill. Which translation is if you are good at the game, these things are not gonna make sense. <laughs> or a lot of these things are not gonna make sense. <laughs> which to be honest it's one of those things where that that's that's debatable you can talk about it should the game be balanced around the you know the 0.1 percent a lot of people would say no that's awful of course not but and the, the, the way how i look at it is i think if you are a more casual player or even just a, a, an above average player but you don't pop off with Gallywix every time there's four economy units. And um, I think it's still cool to watch the people that really, really dedicate time and effort to the game. And they can get, you know, I'm not going to say the most out of the hero. But among the players that currently play the game, they can get the most out of the hero. And uh to just see a shutterwalk get armor, to see <laughs> a galley get, up, to even a Reamer, like yeah. if if you watch a lot of streamers, if you watch a lot of streamers and you watch these high-level players, you're like, why does this double token brand have 48 health? You're just like complete nonsense, right? Complete, complete nonsense. <laughs> um, so it feels like that's something they're gonna have to work on because it's uh, yeah, I have no word for it. It's just nonsense. There's so many picks in here where you can look at that. You can say like uh, like a Daryl gets plus zero, but then we have... Let's just grab something from the other row. A Reno gets up to six. A Silas gets up to six. Galakrond gets up to seven. Shutterwalk gets up to seven. Gallywix gets up to seven. These are all heroes that are either... You know, like very good at abusing the tokens, or they're very good at getting early light spawn or early matron. So, yeah, this is obviously meta dependent, but uh, I mean, balance changes should reflect the meta, and and that is uh, that is probably my best case for balancing around the one percent or whatnot, because you you can watch people and you can say, oh, so this is how this is supposed to be played, and then you can learn and improve from it. Uh, but yeah. My, my take I don't know what your take is
0: so yeah you're saying there's interesting choices and in hero placements right like just generally mm-hmm. um yeah I, I I agree um uh the the Galiwix one really strikes out to me because before this patch I actually did not like Galiwix actually was like I know you're you're like oh Galiwix is good oh four token Galiwix oh yeah so easy right James but, over. but yeah. for me there are so many games when i played galley just you know whatever where i would die right the turn before i win like so often so often dude like i i'm right there the game is is mine if i survive this turn but then i die and i'm just like well this hero it doesn't work for me because i mean it's just the way i play heroes in general. I'm going to go for, like, the the high roll for Sensil, right? I'm, like, I'm going to go for the setup where if I survive, I win, right? So sometimes I do survive and I I win, right? But a lot of times... I don't survive, and it's, like, too much MMR loss, right? So I just didn't like it. But then I have played it this patch, and just, like, surviving that one extra turn, it's so much, it's so easy <laughs> to just, like, just snowball like crazy and just have, like, these insane, like, I've, I think my last game was a Gallywix I played today where I just had, like, I had, like, infinite gold. I had, like, I, I accidentally tripled a 250 uh, Tavern Tempest, just like on accident, <laughs> just, just,
1: casually. You're like playing Brandon. You're like yeah, no, no, no. yeah. Two hundred fifty elf minion, I suppose. It on the board. Yeah.
0: I, I I literally played it as my last minion, like just just because I was like, oh, I need something to play as my last minion. <laughs> Oh, here's my golden tempest. Oh, da da da. With friend. I just got four extra units, and like, uh, here's a 250 units. Like, what what are you supposed to do as, as my opponent? I have no idea. It's just like there are some heroes that really take advantage of surviving that extra turn, right? Like Cat is one of them, right? Um, Galuix is one of them, right? There's a lot of yeah. heroes that that really utilize armor a lot better than other heroes, right? And I, I think that's uh, maybe a little bit sad in that there's a lot of heroes, you, you give them 10 armor and you're like, well, I'm still never playing this hero, like Karyo, yeah. right? Yeah, like, man. You give He's Karyo 30. 20 armor, maybe 20, but like right. you give Karyo 15 armor and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not touching this. Like it, the, the the hero power doesn't make up for the, like you're just a worse, a worse patches, patchwork essentially right (laughs) like (laughs) i I, at at this point so it just doesn't there's some heroes where it doesn't really matter where the armor is but i do think there are a lot of heroes where the armor is relevant and, and and makes them viable so it's been kind of nice um playing this patch and like seeing uh, a bunch of non-premium heroes and being like, Oh, I could actually play this one or this one or this one and not, not feeling instantly like, Oh, cause one of the worst things I, 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 disliked about the game in general was just like getting four bad heroes. I, I always, I always like dying, dying to tokens and then getting four bad heroes, I think those are just like one of some of the worst feelings feelings for me as a player. So this patch really, would alleviate a lot of that. Like, I, I think it just made more heroes viable, essentially, right? Like, so there are some heroes that are still not viable. The armor doesn't really help them. But there are a lot of heroes where just that extra stats, just, it feels better. And even some of, like, the heroes I play, anyways, like, an Alec here with five armor is like, oh, you know, like, it just feels better, you know? Like, uh. so there are a lot of heroes that now feel pretty good to play um, compared to, like, being like oh i'm not a hooktust oh, i hate the i hate what i'm doing oh i'm not yeah. a i'm not a galet
1: yeah sorry finish your thought
0: yeah you know i'm not going or i'm not a panda oh, i hate this guy hate i hate the, I'm, I'm just playing for top 4 I, i'm going to give up you know those blah, blah, blah. right now i feel like oh whatever hero i'm playing at least like there's a lot more heroes where i play and i'm like okay how do we win right like that's my thought and stuff like oh i i got this bad hero you know i can't really do anything let me try to Top for it. Now, a lot of heroes where I'm like, okay, Gallywakes, even Lich Bazal, you know, uh, Eudora, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, okay, I could do something here. Tess, even like, oh, I could do something here. How do I win? Right. So I, I really like that uh, overall. So, what you thought? You do agree with that statement?
1: yeah i i want to just emphasize that overall i think the change is great yeah overall
0: uh, i really like the armor yeah. implementation i think it's it's actually beautiful now now that i've played with it because i've played i've played a ton of games now like I, I think it's quite nice but there are there are issues or cracks right but there's always cracks. like the, the game is just cracks upon cracks and like sometimes they fix it and then like the other cracks just start leaking and then you're like uh fix this crack please and then they they introduce like here's
1: a new a new border and then like like the name the <laughs> with the duct tape like "Slap." there we go sneed <laughs> sneed is op Slap. removing diablo in two weeks like first above diablo so they complain about diablo bam they remove diablo like gotta be smart uh, all right now, now the um God, what was I gonna say? The uh, implementation. It, it, it really it really reminds me a lot of the arena bucket system, where I think the bucket system was so awesome, but then some cards that were placed in certain buckets didn't make sense. And they're right, like, okay, right. it's kind of weird. So but overall I still really like the bucket system. So I think it's the same thing here with the armor system. Although I will say that preferably you would just make heroes that are closer <laughs> together in power level. Right. Once again, this is this is while quite a good one, right? It is still a bit of a band-aid solution where I do understand that it's not feasible, like that's that's a lot of development, that's a lot of hours with probably very little return. So if you would have to essentially remove like 20 plus heroes and be like, all right, we need to make things that are tusky, right, or Milhouse-y, and they can all compete, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. And and we still really like the game, and playing bad heroes has become part of the game. So I guess the next best thing, or close to the next best thing, is say, hey, how can we make it so that you guys would pick this hero? Or if you have to pick the hero, you feel better about it. Because let's be honest, we're not skipping a hooktusk. Right, that's that's not <laughs> happening right now. We're we're not really skipping a double token Janice or whatnot. So the um the the real upside here is you were forced to play a lesser hero. Here is some advantage, you have extra HP. And as as they keep tweaking with that, who knows at some point will be like, Whoa, they're getting like 10 plus armor or 15 armor or whatnot, where they say it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough, and maybe at some point you're like huh, would I play an Edwin with 12 extra health here over this? Uh, is <laughs> and then you start thinking like, ah, oh, that's a lot of health. So yeah, the the overall, I think the idea is great. And I think it's probably the most feasible idea, the easiest idea to, to, to get started and say, okay, here is our suggestion to provide some balance where if you don't get one of the top tier heroes, now you don't feel awful.
0: Yeah, I'm... Um... I'm I'm happy with the um implementation overall like even though um it, uh, sh- do you want to list some weird like some like just you know what 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 strikes out weird to you like what's what's a weird placement here you know since we, like we've we've kind of talked about oh yeah we like to change that, that right but it, like if 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 a
1: Blizzard executive
0: is listening or or something oh, like
1: I mean I mean you can just filter on higher MMR right but yeah the uh, the the MMR Bra- like if
0: you look at the win rates in HS replay it's so wonky right now so I don't know like, yeah, it, that might it's take a while be a weird. Yeah, so yeah.
1: so if it if it's just from my perception of yeah. this meta as as a high level player, uh, brand makes no sense all the way down there like that's at least tier three, right? Because you don't pick brand unless both tokens are in. And I get that this might be, oh, but now maybe you get the brand with, you know, like one token in, right? Like what's the harm? Well, the harm is that the double token brand has 48 health and that's not okay. (laughs) Like that's the harm. Uh, If you see the kind of shit I pull on brand, it's like, oh, just like brand and a Cadgar. imagine. Like if your main strategy is abusing Cadgar and printing six drops, getting eight extra health is not okay like that's that's nasty right so like the brand makes no sense shutterwalk and Gallywix make the least sense of all uh shutterwalk and Gallywix are both eligible to get up to seven extra health once again this is token related so all these complaints or you know where we say like you could change these placements it's it's all dependent on what's in and what's out but if you have a double sh- if you have a double token shutterwalk the hero revolves around power leveling, slamming high tier minions on the board. You can't give a hero like that uh, seven extra health. It's crazy. Uh, same thing with Gallywix. So those are those are the main offenders, right? But then you have Galakrond as well, right? Galakrond right now also just revolves around pulling Nest Matron, revolves around pulling an early light spawn. So giving them extra HP is weird. Um, Silas, is that's that's personal flavor. Right. So I wouldn't say that's like too much, but I would say move silence up a tier, but that's, that's the way how I play the hero. And I think he's pretty strong. Reno has to move up a tier at least. Um, the mech girl needs to go all the way to tier seven. I have no (laughs) idea. Like she's tier three and this is, this is exactly how you can, sorry. Like we have right now I've only covered. What's too strong? Yeah. Let's let's cover what's too weak. Yeah, yeah. Mech girl to tier seven, Giraxus <laughs> to tier seven. Like please just slam it, 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 like, it's, ram them in there, like It's
0: the win rates, you know, of of the single tribe heroes. Like the the low MMR players are like, I'm just playing mechs and I'm just gonna play mechs, and then they're gear winning or it's not being last and. So it just looks weird, right? And the same thing is the the token Hyrule heroes, right? Like they're the ones that you, oh oh I will go for the high roll oh I won the lobby or oh I'll go for the high roll or oh, I lost right it's the the good players are able to go for the high roll oh I don't get the high roll or oh, I still get like top four or something right right so when you get the extra health then it's like so abusive because you can play so risky and get rewarded for that right so that's why dude if you're just looking at the win rates you don't actually understand how is this hero being played and why is it problematic to give it more health and because of if you look at it from that aspect right a lot of these heroes start looking very weird in the placements where you're looking at these token abusers and they're just like oh yeah these token abusers oh they lose all the time let's just give them seven health there's no way that'll be problematic <laughs> it's the same thing with like the damage cap system right like you used to be punished to shutter uh and just like not play cards right and just be like oh i'm not gonna play any cards and then you'll take like 20 something damage and you won't be able to do that but now you're like oh i'm taking 15 right so they implement the damage cap system to kind of solve some of these like early death problems, but then you allow these heroes to abuse that system itself and now create even more of an early death problem, right? You see a shutter watch, they it's like I'm taking 15, and then someone dies, and it's like, oh well, now I'm taking 30. Oh, I you know, like it, it, like you like when the first guy dies, and then your next opponent is shutter, and then you're just like, I lost the game. <laughs> like, it's just so annoying. So it's it's the same thing that they're just looking at the ring rates and they're not looking at how does this hero play and how would giving health change how this hero plays, right? Or giving a damage cap change how this hero plays. And you can see, like, it can be very problematic. So, it's very weird. Same thing with the, like, you know, like Illidan, you know, what's it doing not in last? Like, I mean, the two extra attack did not help in a lot of the ways, right? But... Um, another thing you have to look at is like the pick rates, right? Some of these heroes never get picked unless they're super strong, right? And that that might uh, screw things, right? Like because you're not really picking like um, uh, some of like sometimes tests, right? Unless you you know oh these you can steal something there, so uh, you're not really picking uh you know, like um, Toki unless you're looking for something in particular. Right, there's a lot of these like weird heroes that don't necessarily take advantage or like they only get picked if they're okay. And if, if they're okay, then they do well. But since they're doing well, their their win rates might be screwy, right? It doesn't really feel like they're taking pick rates into account uh for any of these heroes, right? And that might also be something you want to be looking at. Oh, like I don't know. There there's a lot of, of these things. Mutinous as well, I don't think is tier one. That's the one I guess the weirdest one for me as a as a zero armor. Like Mutinous doesn't feel that great. Like, I kind of avoid Mutinous. Anyways. And now after the patch, it feels like, why would I pick this hero that gets zero armor? There are some there are some edge cases. Like there are really some abuse abuse cases with like elementals or with like uh mech coboard mech stuff where you can really pump but the consistency isn't like super high so i i'm not like too too worried about like the shutter walk stuff right now that's because like a lot of heroes it, like if they're just doing win rates a lot of heroes it's hard to like understand like unless you're playing on you know super high MMR all the time. You you don't really see Gallywix's pop off, right? So it's hard to be like, oh, yes, let's balance around this. But after a while, you, you I mean, you will, I, I think after this patch, you'll see a lot of the numbers change where like some heroes start having like an a, a incredible win rate or, or things, at least at the high tiers because people know how to abuse it. So um Overall, I like the changes, and I think it's nice. It's just kind of interesting to see what Blizzard thinks uh, is, like, fair or something. You know, like, I, I, I'm shocked that they didn't, like, if, it, if it's all win win. there's no, like, manual movements here right now. But maybe this is just, like, a good first step in their, in their thought process. So, you know, it's cool. I would like more heroes getting 10 armor because I feel like, you know, that, that's fine. Like, there's a lot of heroes that just never get touched. So just give him 10 armor and see if it feels better. You know, like why why be six to nine rocking this year when I could just be 10 armor rocking this year and still never pick a movie? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Moving on to our next topic, I believe we have Diablo, right? Yes, Diablo. No, 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 that's not our next topic. It should be uh the new hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the new hero. Yeah, that's right. Oh right speaking of the new hero when you look at the uh the I thought this was hilarious right Tasman is like where is she she's like in tier tier four right yeah she's in tier four right i was like oh this hero hasn't been released but you guys think she sucks <laughs> that's, when, that's that's when i saw the patch notes i was like oh where did they put the new hero uh just like oh just tier four damn dude they hate they don't like this hero and i thought that's funny like they're like designing a hero and they're like well this hero is bad <laughs> let's just put her in tier four we have no idea how the player base will use this hero but let's just let's just put her in tier four i thought that was funny uh, but yeah, um, uh, overall, uh, that we will be talking about the new hero. So it's um it's an interesting ability. It costs zero start of combat. You destroy your lowest health minion. You give your health to all your, um all your other minions. So doesn't cost any mana. You destroy a minion on your board. And a, a weird thing about it is you always go second. I think because of the hero power. If you use it, you always go second since you have six minions at the start of combat. So, um. <laughs> I think that's i think that's bad like i think that hurts her a lot like if you're if you're guaranteed to go second every time you use this hero power like that might be screwing up her win rate by itself right like you you saw the the arch change and that that helped arch quite a bit being able to go first so um, i do think that's something they should uh definitely change uh even if you even if you use the hero power you still have that chance to go first or just change what how you go first, right? Like, make people have, if you have less minions, you go first. Like, I always, I, I always liked that idea, but they said they didn't like it when I suggested it last time. But, hey, you know, things can change. But uh, that is something you should keep in mind when you are playing the hero. But what's your thoughts on this hero overall?
1: Not many thoughts, honestly. It feels like such an, an exciting hero that I haven't even played it yet. And I think it's one of those things where I'm going to, sort of wait and see if someone figures out this like consistently good strategy with it. Because okay. right now I don't feel like there's that much reason to pick her.
0: Well I've played with her because I always test out new stuff. You know, I play Karyo once or twice. I played yeah I played this hero <laughs> once or twice. I um I did some weird like um terragosa thing because it does work with Terragosa, right? Your hero power and then the the Terragosa but I gotta say, it's so wonky. Like the how you how you use these things. Like I I accidentally ate a proto Drake once, and I <laughs> I I dude, I was so like, okay, well that's never again, you know. Like because the proto Drake doesn't doesn't buff right, and I lost my yeah. skin I was so sad, you know. You got you got to make sure that you gotta you gotta watch your numbers, and it's so weird and so so convoluted it's hard to really um plan for it right now i think and um i definitely think waiting on this hero is a good option like i don't think you want to uh rng or mmr with this hero right now i don't think it i don't think the payoff is worth it there's no clear abuse case right? Sometimes when they introduce a hero that looks weird, there's, like, always, like, one, two, oh, here, if you abuse it here, it's so strong, right? But when I look at this hero, right, like, I, I like, the Tarragosa was what, that was my thought, like, oh, I could abuse Tarragosa, you know, and it, it was so weird, it's so wonky, it didn't, it, the payoff didn't even feel that strong, right? Like, I'm getting, like, five health a turn, you know, on a Tarragosa, it already has, like, a hundred health, like, I don't care, like, whatever. Uh, and you're losing that minion slot, and then you have to you always go second right there's, there's there's a lot of like drawbacks to this hero so i'm not a big not a big fan of the hero at the moment maybe with time maybe other people will test it and they have a strategy that makes sense or they'll introduce a new hero or something where you could really abuse it but right now i'm not necessarily seeing it so i agree with you anyways Moving on, we have Diablo, the new terror on the block. So Diablo will be sticking around a little bit longer so that he can have another chance to ruin everyone's lives. To help with that, three of Diablo's treasures have been changed. So they've introduced signal of hell. It goes from one to two and doubles. Uh, the claw, instead of a two tooth now a four four and it doubles. And then the hooves right now, instead of plus one attack, To all your minions is plus two, and it doubles. So, um, those are big power changes to all three of them, right? Like, um, really effective, uh, you know, to... Especially in the early and the mid-game, right? Like, Diablo now feels really good to me uh i've played diablo my diablo win rates are mm, mm, kind of strong you know like i gotta you gotta give it up to rdu you know like he played a tournament and knocked me out and i was just like huh okay let me do that <laughs> and now i believe i am a believer now thanks to him so yeah he's uh i think it's i think it's a pretty powerful hero it has a big upside you do have to make sure that you're playing temple um at the beginning you want to have 10 treasures to use that to power up and get stronger and then use those treasures to have a big, a very strong turn in the turn eight. And then after turn eight, you get a, if you get, if you, you either knock people out or you have a board full of treasures and they use that to like either go for top, top one or go for like top four if your board state isn't like super clean after that. So big fan of it. What are your, what's your thoughts?
1: Um, The, the really cool, thing about Diablo that I initially overlooked is that (laughs) you accelerate the tempo of the lobby completely yeah you stop them from fighting ghosts
0: it's so annoying
1: yeah but it's not just that right it's not just that people will play more defensive or something like that it's that you can play tempo beasts and because you get to fight everyone at the same time you get to use your power spike against everyone whereas normally when you play tempo beast you hit one or two guys with your croc and your mama or something and they're like there's no way i can win this round if you have seven opponents are like there's no way i can win this round (laughs) (laughs) like you deal so much extra damage that the game just ends earlier and you can win with tempo beasts whereas normally you play tempo beasts and then there's one guy who's been dodging you the right, whole game yeah, he's got 200 200 Amalgadons. you're like okay well, I can't beat that <laughs> but you you face everyone so that the Amalgadon <laughs> guy doesn't get to beat. you know you get you get to chunk him before he gets to, to that stage and and that's something that I um, that I used to great effect where I had an awful awful start I got like four treasures or something But I still got there just by using Bird Buddy Crocodile and then like ramming, um, like I don't know, some avenge stuff in the front. And and you suddenly win most of your fights, you get a handful of treasures, and that let that that round 12 is I had a triple kill there, right? Like it was uh round eight, I got a handful of treasures, and then round 12, it was top four, and I killed all three of them. So that would have never happened. I would have killed maybe one my current opponent then the other two would have stabilized so getting the first place because you could triple kill on turn 12 like that's that's a really big deal so that's something that i had underestimated that a tempo build is a lot better because you get to fight everyone and you get to actually use your power spike against everyone instead of one or two guys that dodge you and they get to win the game because they were able to scale
0: yeah, yeah, dude. My 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 Diablo boards don't look impressive, but I killed them, so I you know I'll, I'll take the victory. <laughs> they don't look impressive, yeah. you know, but I'll take the victory. Yeah, so that's that's kind of how it goes, right? Because you are pressuring everyone, people don't get to play comfortably, I guess, right? And another thing is you deny ghosts. It's so annoying, dude. Uh, like it like a like. Yeah. If I'm against a Diablo and then there's a ghost in the lobby and then it's like, oh, everyone's fighting Diablo. And then I'm like, my ghost! And then another person dies and then I'm like, what's my ghost? No you ghost. Know, it's, it's so sad, you know, to be there. But if you're the Diablo player, you're just chilling like, oh, you want a ghost here, don't you? It's like, no ghost for you, especially. And, and then it's super annoying because then damage cap is off as well, right? Then you're taking 22, right? Then you have like eight health left or something. and You're just like, how am I going to win this? this game from 8 healthy Diablo has 30 plus right I need to play for tempo because he just killed me another thing is you you scare yourself right like that's another really annoying thing about Diablo is that when you fight Diablo turn eight right they look so scary right and then you fight Diablo again and then their board is like you know like a, a, a smidgen like half as strong as their the turn prior because they've used all their buzz. but I mean the problem is, like, you don't know they're not going to use their buffs, right? So you could, you're could, you just like, oh, I'm fighting Diablo again, I'm dead. Right? If he uses everything, I'm dead. Like, there's no way I can beat his 10 treasure hand, right? So you you just have to play so defensive and you don't get the skill. So there's, there's just a lot of uh, problematic things that Diablo can do to a lobby. And uh, you really get to see in tournament play how demanding it could be. Right? And that was before the buffs, right? I'm going to... Oh uh, this, tri- this this uh, this is going to be
1: Diablo every uh, lobby. every lobby, every, yeah, every, <laughs> every lobby <will> have Diablo. <laughs> like, The Tournament plays even better. Like the 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 counter argument to Diablo is that it's harder to win a ladder game. Although if you do if get that power power spike on turn twelve for the triple kill or something, it's really nice. But it's it is harder to win a ladder game. But in a tournament game, if you can if you can pick a hero that's like a very consistent second third place, like yeah, you. Yeah snap that shit
0: every time yeah so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting but yeah i i do think diablo got a lot better even the treasures it's funny right like at first i wanted like permanent treasures and now like i'm like dude <laughs> get me out <laughs> like <laughs> oh because i i mean and initially right people weren't getting like 10 treasures every time right like now people are getting 10 treasures every time so it, it feels so much more Impactful there because one treasure can really swing a fight, right? Like the um the secret treasure or the hoof treasure, right? Like that can win you a, a round by itself, right? And then if you stack those, you just you just
1: even you know something that we have been doing is the wind fury treasure, which original don't don't,
0: don't 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 give um don't give them the strats. don't don't, don't give them the strats. no it,
1: it, it's absolutely useless <laughs> I, should not do anything about it. I mean what's the fuck have for if it's it's fine go for it like wind fury on a cleave oh, oh my god, god. that's it's that's that's fun. how you do the minus 15 to the whole, yeah, lobby, the whole lobby. lobby yeah Hydra i try in the front wind fury yeah, on it yeah. three claws two roars just or hooves or whatever they're called. yeah, I mean you know what Alakir does with a hydra. So yeah. you just put a
0: hydra
1: in the front uh, bam. the amount of times you just buy a ra- that's why I like when beasts are in,
0: when elementos are in, right? You have those options to just like randomly hit a random hydra and you're just like, Oh, it's a two-four hydra. That's so good for me, cause I can just make it instantly like ten a ten fifteen attack. Oh uh, let's go. And you just blow up the board. the board. And people are just you're like it's so hard to play around that too. Like at turn eight, it's so early. It's so early to have a Wind Fury Hydra cleave. Like you just, it's so tough to play around that. Like, how do you do that? You need like a big Divine Shield cleave, a big Divine Shield Taunt or something like, and that's your only only Taunt or something. And a lot of times, people like the problem is people have acolytes so often at that stage of the game right so you just you're just like oh here's a hydra oh you have two acolytes you're farming (laughs) farming light spawn while you're taking you know here's max damage every time like there's nothing and you get no you get no lifespan procs so your game's over Right, you get no lightswing procs and you're
1: taking 15, the game's over for you. So, yeah, it's, it's I, they positioned poorly, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I feel like the way how we position most of the time, like, like our brain just we'll get some procs, yeah, but we're still in trouble. <laughs> okay, 15, 15, right? But it's yeah, like yeah. lightspawn will be in the back, and then there will be a minion, and yeah, then there yeah, be yeah, a, yeah, yeah, like, so right. that's, that's how we position automatically. But then again, right, if it double hits that, that acolyte, yeah, if it goes yeah, if it yeah. goes into the far right, acolyte yeah, twice. Twice, bam. yeah, then you bam, bam. It, It's rough. Diablo's a right, a, the right uh, side. Is, the rest of your board is pretty much dead already. So- <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. Yeah, Diablo's a strong hero right now. Very strong. Definitely recommend playing him if you want to, but can be frustrating if you are playing against it. So, you know, maybe. You remember the, the last podcast? I was like, oh, play it once, you know, do your part. Now I'm like, you know what? You don't have to play Diablo anymore. We've done our fight. Pass it once. Yeah, pass it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, change my tune real quick. But I mean, yeah. But
1: then, I mean, you, you turn it from a 3 3 into a 5 5. Suddenly you win every round early as long as you just play minions. You, you increase the treasures, you fix the desync, or at least for the most part. Yeah. That's a whole lot of buffs in a very short <laughs> amount of time. Yeah, because, it, you know, I, I keep bringing up that example, right? The map from Elise went from a two to a three from best hero in the game to pretty much unplayable. Guff went from a two one to a one one, best hero in the game to pretty much unplayable. So you don't want to know what this kind of shit will do to Diablo, right? Like <laughs> it, that's more than turning a two into a one. Right? The whole lot of numbers that went up here. So. Very, very
0: true. So ah, Diablo, Diablo. We're gonna have to deal with Diablo's Reign of Terror for a little while longer, but you know, hopefully you will get over that. Uh, next topic, I believe we have minion pull updates. Yes, yes, yes. So I think this is pretty cool, especially for long-standing players that have played with these cards before. Bristleback Knight was removed, but was replaced by Mithrax, and also Thorncaller was added into the.
1: Uh, any thoughts on this? I think I mean I think you have a lot. Just knowing you, and oh, I'm just gonna... in general, good. Like I, I like both of these cards. I like Thorncaller. I like Mythrax. So I, I really like that they brought them back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I also think they open up a lot of things that were missing in the meta, because I think that five drops were pretty weird at the moment, just because you really had only beasts were in, right? When beasts were in, then you were like, okay, I can hit mama, I can hit Croc, and then I can do something to stabilize, right? And a lot of times, Life didn't really feel like it was enough. Brand felt like very hit or miss, right? If you hit a Brand, like you're taking damage that turn because you're not getting stronger, then you have to pop off the turn afterwards, right? It wasn't really... Well, it didn't really feel safe, right? And there wasn't a lot of options. Adding this Mythrax back, Bristleback was okay as a tempo unit, but it felt bad to pick because... You take it and then you win that fight, and then you're like, well, "What would I do afterwards?" You know, it doesn't scale after this point, it doesn't right? Build into anything. Yeah, man. so I do like the mythrax giving you a little bit of an option, something direct, something directional. If you have double mythrax, you can really scale off of there and, and do something. So I like adding that extra, like scaling tempo unit, right? You know, a unit that's tempo, but also gives you something to do afterwards. And then for Thorncaller, Thorncaller actually really cool opens up a lot of um, compositions funny enough that that without it wasn't a av- available like one thing that really sticks out is like a, a macaw abusing I had a game i think yesterday where i had i i got an early macaw early thorn caller and then i was playing like ali here right so i get to go I, I go i get two gems every 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 macaw and and then if if the Thorncollar dies, I get three gems, right? And then I leveled, I got an Agam. And I just I just that was my comp, basically. I had uh Macaw Thorncollar for my scaling with Agam and then just random other uh minion types, and then I golden the Macaw, I golden the Thorncollar. So I got eight gems for the Macaw attack every every turn, like for free. And then if Thorncollar also died, I get ten gems. Like, it's basically a gem splitter. Like, and I was just like, that's so nice. Like, you couldn't make this comp before. And it's just like, it's a small unit, right? It's a unit that's like very inconspicuous. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not that strong. I'm not, I just, you know, I just give you a gem, you know, a turn. But you can it's really like the, fully build uh, around
1: it. It's like the glue or the oil, whatever yeah, you want to call yeah. it, that makes it all gel or make it stick together. The um, the same thing with Lich King. You can, like, get it color yeah, like, yeah. with Lich King, yeah. and then you just use it with uh shaker and then eventually you replace it with a selfless right? but but that is a a lich king comp that got a lot weaker with the removal of thorncaller and just also agam in general just gets so much more accessible if you get a brand right now you can roll for bacon you can roll for geomancer and you can roll for thorncaller before uh, that was a thing we used to do a lot now that is something that you know that wasn't as viable first of all the comp in general was just a bit outclassed but also you lost a third of your gem generators now with that back uh things are looking a lot more possible for the uh maybe not necessarily flat desk agam but agam something agam something yeah
0: yeah for sure um so yeah i i'm i'm a big fan of these changes i think they help a lot and uh they give you more direction or they give you more options because um, I think sometimes one of the difficulties of this game is you just roll and you see no options. Like, it's like you roll, no, nothing, roll, nothing, roll, nothing, roll, nothing. Right. Add, adding the storm color is like roll, thorn color something. Oh, maybe I could do something here with this storm color, Da da da. And then you can go, you can build off of that. And I, I think that's really helpful to just like give good players more tools to get out of sticky situations. So I, I like this change, uh.
1: Big fan overall. I think it's really headed in the right direction indeed. It's Like the armor system and then yeah. like the the, the nerfs, the buffs, the um spoiler you
0: know, really spoiler you know to the end. I think this is a fantastic patch. However, where's my sneeze nerf? You know, that's the one like thing that's pissing me off. But other than that, fantastic patch. So you know uh, next topic I believe we have is some of the minion unit updates, so this we're not going to go through every single minion but I wanted to address like some of the ones I thought were really key, really deserve their own uh, their own topic there, and definitely Mecano tank. I feel has been a terror since it came out, right, dealing 6 is crazy, like you just blow people out you kill people, you you destroy lobbies with this, they moved it from from a 6-3 to a, a 5-3 and then avenge 2 is still the same but now it deals 5 instead of dealing 6 so um it still feels pretty good to me it's still playable it's still strong it just falls off faster i guess is the one thing right because usually at some point in a a lot of matchups so like if elementals are in or dragons are in right at some point they're gonna have a big elemental or a big dragon or a big beast sometimes like beast is a little bit weird because they just keep summoning more things right and then then the mechanical tank feels kind of feels kind of off because it it's very slow and it doesn't like it doesn't kill extra it, it targets that one minion right but if that minion doesn't die you've done nothing so at some point it falls off in a lot of those lobbies but it's still really strong tempo really good really safe allows you to power level or do something really cool and you can build around if you're have the right units or the right hero uh you know so yeah so pretty still good hero just less broken but i would still say still broken like it went from super op to op in my opinion so yeah still good hero still good minion what's your thoughts
1: I think it's, in like, honestly, there's there's not much more to say other than, like, you, you do notice it indeed, right? Like, when you see, like, units remaining on one HP, and you're like, mm, I would have dealt 12 here, and now I'm taking five. You know, I've actually <laughs> yeah. not thought about that, but you make a lot of
0: sense. I've not thought about that. Like, that's not, I've not, like been like, oh, I would like the old mechanical tank would have won here. It's yeah. it I, I guess because like I just knew that thing was broken, right? So I'm not like yeah. I'm not thinking about it in the old way. I'm like, this is this is our new reality. That's fine. You know, I, so I've never thought like, Oh yeah, that that would have died before. That's that huh. I'm gonna start thinking about that now. And now comply. I got I've fine. got
1: see it on one HP you know? and <laughs> like, ah I would have died. <laughs> 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 uh
0: yeah, but yeah,
1: that's a good point.
0: yeah it it might feel a little
1: bad. it's one of those cards that you're still going to buy it you're still going to play it you're still going to be happy about it you're still going to be happy that you triple into this it's still going to destroy people early but it's more sensible and just falls off earlier like it's really hard to take down a big boy Whereas before you would have this golden tank, it'd be like 12 damage, 12 damage, 12 damage. I know, it's so much, it's so if much I, damage, yeah. Yeah, you would think that I have the counter to your tank I have this large health minion, and be like 90 health, hold my beard, you'd get there. That was the silly part. And I mean, yeah, of course, depending on your setup, you can still get there, but it, it feels more reasonable. So the card still feels kind of unreasonable early, where you watch it demolish your board because one of the more like perfect hits is a nest matron has five health and you're just like, bam! You're like, oh, shot my nest matron. I so mean, bad. and,
0: and you still one shot the uh, the doomsayer, doomsayer too. Yeah, all, just...
1: that was actually such a good feeling when you one shot. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, it's all good. Yeah. Oh so, no, I, I mean sensible nerf, sensible nerf for sure.
0: Next one we have will be the grease bot. So this one used to have two plus one permanently when it lose device, so now it's plus one, plus one permanently. So this one, for me, I guess you can start, because I've always started.
1: You, what's your thoughts here? I know you're going to agree with whatever I'm it about to no say. Makes no sense. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I understand it, and it's it's in line with the armor shit, right? Yeah. The the, the armor shit makes sense, or the, the rankings make sense, if you are balancing based on a more global win rate. And probably in a more global win rate, GreaseBot is the nuts, because all I got to do is put a GreaseBot on the board and some Divine Shields, and I'm scaling like crazy. And... You know, like in the global, in the average win rate, people don't go to six and do some like eat yeah, yeah, yeah. food, slinger, golden amalgadon, golden primal film, pew, pew, pew. So, because we look at a grease spot and we're like, eh, that's pretty slow, right? And we're talking the old grease. The bots, old right? grease, bot, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're talking old old grease spots kind of slow. And you'll play it if it's thrown into your lap, right? You triple into it early, you have a divine shield on the board, sure. But it's not like, oh, I'm going to pivot into a grease spot.
0: No unless time have, for that. unless I have two and the one should already on my board.
1: You know? yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I mean, there's always exceptions, but for the most part you're you're not going to end up with a stronger board if you pivot into spot. and and now that is like really, really true. Yeah. <laughs> like, plus one like'll'll like will will i will compare it to the Guff change again. Guff was the nuts at plus two and one unplayable at plus one and one. That's what happened now with GreaseBot. GreaseBot went from two and one to one and one now are you still going to want to play this when you're george absolutely right you have seven shielded minions on your board it's still plus seven plus seven but we can already see that that's not plus 14 plus seven and that that is a very big difference Uh, yeah you're still happy with this as a george but i think for a lot of other heroes like you're not really going to want to bother with this anymore
0: yeah okay so i i completely agree i think this was uh Really sad because I think it gave like some like mech players a way to do something, a way to compete with some of the later game stages
1: with hope. Right? Yeah. <laughs> My
0: grease belt can get their copier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there were there are some boards where you get like double grease when you're like, okay, how do I how do I use this, how do I abuse this, da 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 Uh, And that two attack really matters, right? Like being able to match up with some of the other scaling, right? With your Divine Shield products, it really felt good. Uh, But now it just it doesn't feel like it you scale fast enough things just outscale you so hard it, it just felt really bad even before the nerf i was like slowly getting out of like committing to greasebot i remember when the patch first came out i was like greasebot's like one of the best units of the game you know that's so strong and then you know, i start like playing greedy you know like i always do i you know i learn the meta then i take it to the greed extent and i'm like "Eh, i could do other things and now like near the end of the patch i was like yeah grease spots slow whatever let's pass it you know i was just skipping grease spots because even with divine shields on my board i was just like "Ah, i could do i i just used my divine shields for tempo to go to six and then i'll just switch out of that completely so i was like why am i like why am i staying to buy a grease right so um felt weird but now with this, like I had a game where I had I had a grease spot and I was given two grease spots in the shop and I took it, right? And then I tripled into mechano tank and I was like, Oh, I got a I got a Frank, I've got a tank. Not mechano tank, I tripled into a mechan Mecro, yeah, mecro, right? was like and then I taught it the Mecro, you know, I was like, Okay, I've got I've got yeah. I've got the setup, you know? And then like three turns later it's like sixteen sixteen and you know, I'm just like yeah, what is this like it's just so slow like, like yeah. and, you know, and I just like damn it just did not feel good and I just
1: felt bad I'm like yeah like yeah, like I, I like just don't scale enough numbers, yeah amateur scaling right there it's just amateur scaling
0: yeah so I, I do think this is one of those things where you look at it and you're like ah it's too strong but when it comes to actual players or actual like high level play it just it's 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 like it was balanced i think it, uh before yeah, and now it's just like hard fine. to play
1: once once again right this is in high mmr lobbies for the, the tempo is really high people make crazy boards two and one on your grease belt was fair there's no mmr high mmr player that's complaining like ah oh, man this fucking grease belt. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Uh, but, uh, completely, <laughs> completely crazy to nerf but once again it's it's because of like their numbers right and probably in the <laughs> for the global player base plus 2 plus 1 around was was too much so. Sure. yeah well sad to see
0: uh grease bot you know get a shot in the head but uh, maybe maybe I'll recover from its coma, you know, that's 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 what I hope, you know, I'll wake up one day and be like, I'm back, I remember what I used to be, I can do it again, but <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, interesting stuff, moving on, I believe we have pirates, so pirates got a whole range of buffs, I will just initially say that I do think pirates could use, like, needed a little bit of love, right, like, they were like, oppressive, you know, compared to some of the other classes at the end, like, Pirates are like, yeah, you know. I do think a lot of these pirates are like kind of whatever. Oh, wow. You know, I didn't realize Ripsnall got a buff. I got to be honest. I Like, I did the topics. And <laughs> I did the topics and, and I played like, you know, 20 plus games already. But now I'm just looking. I'm like, oh, Ripsnall got a buff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a health. Okay. I didn't realize that, but yeah, apparently not got buffs, buff, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, overall, I do think these are like small things that don't really um, affect the metagame too much. Maybe if you're playing patches, it's going to feel nicer, but uh, they don't do that crazy to change how you think about pirates, except, you know, one exception I will talk about will be Tony. I do think Tony getting avenged for does open up some more uh, possibilities and more abuse cases where you might be able to get like a lot easier Eliza, golden Eliza, a lot easier golden gold grubber, a lot easier golden hogger, and really just um, get that power spike more consistently, more reliable, and and uh, have a easier game plan and not have to sweat every time you play out go uh, uh tony hogger you're like tony hogger oh no i'm dead like if you have like tony hogger acolyte you're like it's already propped baby like yeah, <laughs> i'm dead right? yeah I'm there. You,
1: you, have, you have like the scallywag like i'll be careful the the, the little pirate doesn't get golden, right? because yeah. it goes off instantly yeah. uh, uh, it's uh
0: it is that's the one thing for pirates i think can change the numbers and like the win rates dramatically if people really start abusing uh tony tony avenge numbers but other than that i think um these are pretty good pirate
1: changes so i don't necessarily (laughs) disagree with putting some random extra stats on mid-game pirates because mid-game pirates is something that you pretty much want to get out of as fast as possible or put an eliza on your board um But what I will say is that the general feeling I get from uh, player feedback is that people always, they they try to make everything about as strong and say like, oh, you know, we want to be able to just put some pirates on our board and we want to then play that and win the game as pirates. And it's the same thing. Oh, we want to just put some quillboards on our board and then win the game as quillboards. And, And I think that... You miss out on this cool opportunity where you say, well, that's not really what pirates do. Pirates allow you to build this crazy, crazy board with Hogger, and then there's the support pirates, or you can get this a uh, really, really strong comp with Eliza and Skellywags. Same thing with Quillbore's. You don't necessarily need a full Quillbore board. That's also just in general problematic because Quillbore's don't really do divine shields. In game comp, you're just going to get farmed by someone with either Amalgons or Deflectos, right? You need so many stats to overcome the fact that you don't have the vine shields. Also, you have this dynamic duo in the back with a Spore, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, long story short is that I I want to make sure that we don't go into that homogenous state where, oh, we're just going to make it all the same. Everyone's got that mid game. Everyone's got that end game. You You can put seven units of that tribe on your board and you'll have a good chance to win. I think it's really cool the spot that pirates... We're in, and I think the Tony indeed is that I think for a lot of the player base, it's going to be fine yeah, because they're going to use the Tony to make the gold curvers. They're going to use the Tony to make a golden ripstar and be like, yeah, mid game spike, baby. But you know, like, once again, if you look at very high level players, they were already playing Tony Hogger. And if you give a high level player a golden Hogger, the chance that he wins the game or he or she wins the games is incredibly high. Like you take a golden hogger to the finish line almost every time because it's such a crazy card and you're one hogger away from unlimited money. And <laughs> every time, every time you hit the money pirate, it's that's, you know, you get the extra spin on your turn you get a bunch of free buffs. So yeah, you get a bunch of free triples, right? You just buy pirates. Oh, triple. Oh, boom, 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 And just keep going. So I'm not a fan of this change. Although I will say that overall, it makes sense when you use Tony as, oh, I'm going to use it to supplement my mid-game Pirates. But you're not really going to be playing mid-game Pirates anyway at High MMR. You're just going to be like, oh, wow, it's now even easier to get a Golden Eliza or to get a Golden Hogger. And it already felt pretty dumb. (laughs) But at least you felt a little accomplished. We're like, okay, we we pulled it off. We pulled off the Five Avenge. But you'd have to go out of your way and buy the Void Lord, buy the Acolyte, and be like, okay, I think we're getting it now. Whereas now it's just like one Acolyte and a Scallywag and you're done. Right? Or one Acolyte and an Icky Imp in the front and you're done. <laughs> so it's 20%. Like that's a big deal, right? Going from a five to a four. So yeah, it's, in my opinion, not a good change. And you're just going to see more golden hoggers, more. You're going to have this board where are like, how does this guy have two golden elizas? What the-? And like you have no chance. It's, it's over, right? You, you, you take a damage cap or if, or, or if the cap is gone, you're dead.
0: Yeah, I I do think there will be, I mean, people abuse everything, right? But yeah, this is gonna get abused for sure. If uh, I mean, people are already trying to abuse it. The problem is like some people, some some boards would die right before they pop off, right? And, and you know, with the five events, right? Like I, you know, I had, like the first game of my tournament, like I did throw, but I had I I almost popped off, right? Like, but but I I missed by one right if i had this in i would have got the golden hogger and then i would have like destroyed the lobby but well i mean i was on china server so maybe not but like i i wouldn't have been last you know like at least i can say that you know but um you know it it will be more prevalent where people are just abusing or utilizing this to just get so super strong. But the, the thing is there's a lot of like really strong comps right now, like in, in high level MMR, especially with our tier six strats. Like there's a lot of things that could, like, like I had a game, I had a really cool game where I was imp- like, I was impressed by what I did to counter this comp, right? Like this guy had a, Basically, full pirate comp, right? I was playing like beasts mm-hmm. or something, right? I ended up creating um uh re- the reborn Maxna, right? And then I taunted it, and I put a Khadgar down, right? And then I like, I, and I had my first minion die, and then he would kill. He'd go into the uh the reborn Maxna and then they would summon two myxnas, right? And then the myxnas would kill. So I, I would basically create like a there was no Murlocs in the lobby I think but I actually, I made like Murloc, I, I made two reborn my exnas with a cadgar and then I made a Macaw, like I had a Goldrin baron like oh I had a a, a goldred mama bear right so they were they were summoning like a 10 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 11 health and then they'd copy that so 21 health po- uh, poison so they were they would like they wouldn't get free killed or anything right and then I had the Macaw with a, with a selfless as well. Like, <laughs> so it was like, self, macaw selfless, like double golden Myexna, and then like a cadgar. <laughs> it's just like, it was just like so troll. it was very effective. Like, I, I, I'm I, 100% sure that he did not think he was losing that game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he just had like 200, 230 pirates. And I'm just like, well, you know, poison. <laughs> <laughs> did,
1: he, did he have the golden selfless golden Baron? Or? No, he
0: didn't. That's the that's yeah. where he threw it. I, I, yeah, like it. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't thinking about uh like I. He was just thinking, oh, I can't lose. I'm just gonna yeah. Play. yeah I'm too big. Yeah.
1: yeah we, if you're an experienced higher player, you've you've been through that heartache many times where a bunch of Murlocs just beat you right. Or you're like, but
0: well, there was no Murlocs in the Luppy so how can you expect for how me to? How, how, how can you counter this? Yeah. Nah.
1: You've, you've tasted part of what is the secret guy experience when you have the taunted Max, not the golden Khadgar and the splitting image. And then I'm you make a bunch of those reborn Max, I'm not a fan. And then each
0: of those I'm not reborn a fan. Max, Max. I'm makes not, not a fan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's an endless, like, you get like so many poises. So. Uh, anyways, it's a side note, but if you ever have the chance to play that, guys, go for it. Uh, Akazam with. Khadgar taunted Max with Reborn. Uh yeah, splitting image. It's very, very cool. It's abusive. But yeah, I, I um I do think that is the one thing
0: for Tony, but other than that, it's okay for me. I'm not um I'm not as scared. Cause I mean, you know, people are gonna do this anyways. It's just gonna be a lot easier for them. And, eh,
1: yeah, yeah. So I mean people are gonna make golden hoggers anyway, it's yeah. just gonna be more of them now. <laughs> Not really. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Where's the Where's the logic of not? You know, whatever. Yeah,
0: like on. I'm like whatever. Yeah, I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not crying about it. Uh, next next stuff is the Quibors, the Quillies. Um, so they got a little bit more buffs. A lot of them got reverted to their initial stat line, like their pre-nerf. Like they used to have a lot of these stat lines, and they got nerfed, and then it would like Quibors were too strong, so they nerfed a lot of them. Now, crowbars aren't that, like, aren't oppressive, so they're buffing a lot of them back. And the other, the, um, I'm personally not too sad about it, right? I do think crowbars were like a good support class, but weren't really good for like committing fully, uh, as a single tribe. Uh, but now it feels a little bit, um, nicer, I guess. You know, it's still a little bit weird, but there's more options for crowbars. And, these buffs also help uh, some of the other boards that didn't get buffed. You know, funny enough, like Agam got a lot stronger because of some of these changes, which is like, oh, yeah, but didn't get any changes. But because you have NacroLite now being played two Blood Gems, it's Agam now feels pretty, pretty useful if you can get that set up. So uh, even though these are the only crowbars that got changed, the whole crowbar class got a big buff because of it. That's pretty cool we will be talking about Necrolite alone but of the other three are there anything you want to talk about there
1: uh i think the brute one is a bit of a sneaky one where you think like oh this doesn't matter as much but if you were around when this was released that's a lot of stats and it ramps up very very quickly right the first yeah. that's if that's next to a banner board yeah the first turn yeah. it's a seven seven yeah. the next turn it's a ten, ten like what it yeah. already 11 11 because oh I think yeah it's yeah
0: three. yeah it's yeah yeah you're right it is 11 11. it's an yeah. extra three three right yeah so yeah it's yeah
1: two turns it's already over Ew. 10. <laughs> like that's crazy right like so that that thing just stonks right goes straight up uh and then if you can gem transfer that onto, yeah, you 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 that, that early yeah. On, it's like, yeah it's ooh. so stupid yeah, exactly crazy crazy number of stats. So that that is one to look out for. Like if you can get an early brood banner board, that is now like one hundred percent worth it. Whereas before, you would probably still do it, but then you wouldn't maybe like feel amazing about it. But now that is a that is really nice. Like you because- remember that one game we had where we were playing Gale Wing, we lowered to three, and then you
0: you 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 ripped you ripped double brood banner. With your, oh my god! Uh, oh. You ripped that, and I was just like, how did you get this oh, game? Like what? Yeah.
1: Not, not fair. Thing. Yeah, the, the, the necrolite. I, I will start out with that. The necrolite. I think can be a debate now, where you're like, so I could move all my gems to my cleave, or I could get two more procs on my deck <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I've done that, and I'm like, maybe it's <laughs> them <laughs> because now the 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 change to the necrolite. Uh, is essentially plus two gems if you have a brand Yeah, it's gems. so disgusting with a brand yeah. yes i agree so with you. four gems on an agam or on a ground shaker or on anything that utilizes gems very nicely uh that's that's a really crazy amount so there is some serious consideration as to whether you're going to use it for the initial effect that we use it for to move the gems from the agam to the big target or just to say pump let's go let's let's put another two or four gems depending on if you have the brand or not
0: I, I I always feel so sad not pumping, like not like hitting the agam yeah. again or something. Like I I remember I had a divine shit, I was like, Oh, I should probably make a big divine show. But then I was like, oh, I pump. <laughs> so I was like I control another one, I control another one. You know, so yeah, that is that is it. but it's it's kinda nice to have that like thought like, Oh yeah, I I have a choice here. Uh, compared to like, I guess I need to move this out of that and it doesn't feel good. But yeah, it, it it makes Agam's, particularly Agam and like um, the 260 Ground Shaker as well. Yeah, it makes those comps a lot cleaner. Like particularly the Agam, because I feel like you don't need like 200 attack shaker buffs, I mean Ground Shaker buffs. But uh, the Agam getting like plus eight, plus eight on other minions is like pretty good. So. Yeah, it feels really nice uh, to play with this minion now. And sometimes I forget that it's so good. Like, I just like sometimes you'll you'll see it and you are thinking about it. I don't need a don't need a necrolite here, but it's like just really strong, right? It's a it's a bacon, bacon, yeah. But
1: but but the brand synergy is really there. Like, it's really a brand card, where you know, like you don't get super excited. I mean, if you have an agam, you are happy to buy bacon. You are really happy to buy bacon. With brand, you are like, oh my god so good yeah so
0: really strong like this is a surprisingly interesting like this is a buff i was not seeing like i didn't see from a mile away just came out of left field and i'm like damn it's good yeah card was fine yeah but
1: i i I can't tell you that i'm like oh this is a bad buff yeah yeah. like i need to play with it more and see what happens but this is definitely a nudge by Blizzard to say, like, all right, you're gonna play quillboards whether you like it or not, right? It's, um there's been a lot of complaints that Quillboards boards aren't viable and, you know, we see it in the stats. So here you go. <sighs> let's make it work.
0: the problem for me whenever i think about oh yeah this is abusive or something that da, da da, right like with the tony i'm always like mechanotech i mean like mackerel, holy mackerel still in it hasn't been touched well they got nerve, <laughs> but like you, you know it's still in they don't they think it's fine sneeze didn't get touched like i'm always like there's so much more where why why can i damage cap people with this Uh, random minions and stuff like that I'm like oh yeah Vatoni is the one I'm gonna talk about today like this is the problem damn this is what you know I always like uh, fix 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 these other things you know but you know I I, I do think potentially in the future I could see when people really you know abuse this where people are gonna be like ah Necrolite is so oppressive but right now I'm like whatever let people play with it I don't care too much so yeah that's my thoughts and um do you have any final thoughts we're nearing the end okay any final thoughts overall about the patch maybe the tournaments and stuff like that um something interesting is salissa was uh, talking on twitter how she wanted to add uh battlegrounds as a hearthstone esport you know like uh master stores and stuff like that for um constructed and stuff you have the grandmasters unconstructed right it it would be cool to have some type of like league system funded by blizzard for battlegrounds i think there's a lot of hype for that a lot of appetite for that so that is that was pretty cool would 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 uh, love to see that no, kind
1: of thing. for sure yeah that's uh, i think battlegrounds is the the most popular format right now when we go over to twitch viewership so i think it wouldn't uh wouldn't make sense for them to not do it, right? It's such a nice, uh, like I feel like the viewing experience is also just more exciting than watching standard where it's all, like you say, is a lot of roping and there's a lot of these very tedious mirror matches where know like priest versus priest or priest versus anything. (laughs) Very, very, uh, very, very slow paced. Uh, But yeah, overall for the patch, yeah, super, super excited. Uh, There might be parts of the patch that we don't understand or we disagree with, but for the most part, it's awesome to see that there is this movement towards, okay, well, you, because this is a point that we've raised time and time again, is that it feels so bad if you have to play a bad hero. So now they're trying to do, what they can to make it feel better whenever you do have to pick a lower win rate hero and it will be interesting to see how far they want to push this where they say hmm still not enough people picking patchwork let's you know you yeah, know i want to see i
0: want to see, see that 70 hp patchwork that big buff boy like you know
1: more, that more, big more, buff more. boy like hey <laughs> but I mean, at some point at some point it'll be like too much <laughs> right so but I, I'm curious to see how far they're willing to push that, because I can't tell you what's too much. So it'll be interesting to see. I feel like they started with a fairly modest approach. Yeah, I agree. And then they're going to be like, OK, let's let's throw this at the wall, see what sticks. Let's look at the numbers. Let's see how it gets affected. Um, there's a couple of heroes where you can just easily say, well, the effect is zero, right? Where you're not going to pick a pyramid, no matter how much, you know, like, not no matter, but not for, not between 7 and 10. Uh, um, AFK, on the other hand, right? Yeah,
0: I've, I've played AFK. Yeah, I got yeah, top four, Yeah, you know, I was like, yeah. okay.
1: That's suddenly, that's, you know, essentially the biggest downside of your hero power is mitigated, where you'd start on pretty low HP, uh, guaranteed. Right. And then you'd have to use that power spike from the three drops to, to come back. Um,
0: yeah, literally yeah. is the same, right? Like getting four or five mm-hmm. free procs. That's a big one. Yeah. Which yeah. is a big one. Any, any like, uh, heroes that you're like excited to play
1: now because of the changes excited to play because of the armor yeah a lich i would say like tier one lich is uh like if elementals are in i'll just use the coin to smooth out my curve and i'll try to just play it i think crag is a bit of a weird one crag is in the Uh, five to eight category yeah yeah yeah. it's always like one of the heroes that i perform pretty well with overall because i I feel like if you're the better you are as a player i think the better crag becomes because he's like Super flexible, right? You're like, oh, on this turn, I want extra cash or on this turn, I want extra cash. And and not having that preset, oh, I'm always going to play the Crag like this, but more I'm just going to go with the flow and then I'm going to cash in on my hero power and power spike whenever I feel like. Uh, once again, not me saying that, oh, Crag tier one or anything like that, but it's a hero that I overall overperform on. So getting up to eight extra armor on Crag definitely helps with finding that right turn where you can push the button and get a big spike. Yeah, yeah. For me, I this is like kind
0: of a cop out, but I I didn't like Galerix, you know, and now like Galerix is like it's kinda like better than some of the zero armor heroes. Like, you know, like it's crazy how much getting like, oh seven armor. Now you're better than all these like zero armor minions. Like it's just like kinda strong how Snowball gets the other one I'd say is Maligos. Uh like you can get like five armor on Maligos. Like I think Maligos was already pretty strong. Uh, especially in this particular meta, maybe not like generally, but I think Mally Ghost in this particular meta is really nice. Like being able to reroll fours, being able to look for exactly the key piece you want and stuff like that is pretty powerful. So, if you get the token starts, it's strong. So, those are the two I think I really like seeing, as well as
1: the uh, Lich Bazaar. I'll give that as well. Mally and Galley were already like two of my crazy good winners. Yeah, I, year, I agree. So. Yeah. But like, well, not enough yeah. for me. Galley
0: was not uh Galley was okay, but I had like eight places with Galley and it just put me off so hard. So
1: Yeah, you gotta with Galley you gotta really, really take it as it comes right? <laughs> Every game is a little different and it's, it's I just hyper level
0: to four or five and go, like go Yeah,
1: I, I hate power level. Like. If you power level you don't have anything to sell, right, no, 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 no. Yeah.
0: I'm buying tokens while I power level. It's it's really nice. Like uh like I, like like my last game i think i was uh it it cost what six gold to level i had seven gold mm-hmm. so there were two tokens a shop i bought the two tokens so i went to one. Oh, and then i sold three so i bought two and, and so it cost four to level so i i bought one i bought two Dude, tokens sorry, and i sold then, three yeah, sure. and then and then i leveled and the next turn i had like 10 gold and then i leveled bought <laughs> it was like nice like that was turn seven right turn seven yeah. i mean not turn seven but seven gold or turn mm-hmm. turn five oh, right. turn five right, i leveled right. to four and i bought a minion that so was there were two tokens in your four gold shop in your yeah or, in, should, or should, something sure. like that yeah it's whatever, it, yeah. whatever. It's, <laughs> i i i don't remember the, the things but yeah gen- generally it was pretty nice but um overall da, 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 that will be um that's not right that will be our podcast da, 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 big one not the not the longest podcast we've done but that's because i did not do every minion one by one like the cobor rework i learned my lesson thank from you, that thank one you for that. <laughs> I learned my lesson from that one, so yeah, I well, would not to be doing that again. But I think that we covered pretty much everything we want to talk about. Thank you guys for joining us and participating. Thank you, Shade Bun, for always being here, always being uh on time, relatively ha, you know, and all that. I mean even on time to be fair. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's <all> good. <laughs> Thanks for all the work. Thanks for also consistently making sure we get to do this. Yeah, dude. Oh so much Someone, work dude yeah. i getting paid
0: for this uh appreciate your feedback improvements and comments and if you want to send us a message send us to hsbgpodcast@gmail. gmail you can find us on the internet and um that shall be it for us take care of yourselves and have a wonderful rest of your day